Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Oh yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday. It's my favorite day of the week here on the Matt Locke Show. Welcome in. I am Matt Locke. Hope you're getting ready for an amazing Labor Day weekend. I know I am. I'm going to make some some changes to the Matt Locke Show studios because uh, America's Voice is getting ready to kick off here in the next seven to 10 days. And I've got to do some stuff here. I've got to get some stuff rearranged. Got to make some more room on my desk here for another monitor for equipment that America's Voice News is sending me. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Going to head to Ikea. Going to pick up some stuff there. Now that we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, my wife loves Ikea, so we're going to head out there. i got to pick up some stuff. Um, Housekeeping note, no show on Monday. Monday is Labor Day. That would be September 2nd. Uh, No, the Matlock show, so go enjoy your weekend. Have a great time. Um, I will be back on the 3rd which is a Tuesday. I will also, get this, I'll be filling in for Casey Hendrickson up on 95.3 Michiana's News Channel in South Bend, Indiana. So you can go over and find Casey's show, I think, on TuneIn. I think you can go to 95.3.com, I believe, or 95.3mnc.com. I can't remember, but I am filling in for Casey Hendrickson. He is taking a vacation next week. So I will be on on 95.3 Michiana's News Channel all next week, Tuesday through Friday. Uh, So you're going to get four hours of Matlock. So that's amazing in and of itself. It is uh, Friday. It is Red Friday. Remember, everybody deployed. I've got my red nine line t-shirt on. I hope you're wearing your red shirt. And speaking of veterans, this part of the show brought to you by Scars and Stripes Coffee. If you want some great coffee, but more importantly, you want to help veterans with a mission. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's S-C-A-R-S, scarsandstripescoffee.com. This this is a mission. It's a platform. It's amazing. You know, the owner of Scars and Stripes Coffee, Chad, said, you know what? I want to to empower veterans. I want to give veterans the ability to run their own business. I want to give them a mission. I want to be able to, you know, have them have fellowship, get into these small groups. But more importantly, I want them to support their family. And I want him to sell great coffee. So he started this e-commerce platform with Scars and Stripes Coffee. There's merchandise over there. There's coffee over there. These these veterans can sell any of that. They get paid a commission on all of that. And if you buy from them, you're helping their mission. So head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. They're a proud sponsor of the Matlock Show. I am, you know what, I'm honored. I am honored to be an ambassador of Scars and Stripes Coffee. I really am. You know, we're going to blow this thing up. They're about a year old. Things are coming. They're bigger. They're better. I love veterans. You know where my heart's at. So if you can, please, if you can't, please tell someone. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. S-C-A-R-S. You can use Zeus, Z-E-U-S, in the code. That will help uh, Zach Brown, guy I had on this program about a week ago, um, with his coffee. I'm actually drinking some right now. Oh, it's good. It's good coffee. But head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Proud sponsor of the Matlock Show. Do it today. Use Zeus in the promo code. That will uh, make sure that Zeus, that Zach Brown gets credit for that. Um, Programming note, another programming note. Um, The autographed Matlock Show hats. First of all, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, I, I told you the story yesterday. I'll tell you again today, just so you know, there's one hat left. There is one hat left that I'm going to autograph. I'm going to autograph them. I'm going to number them. 
so you know where in the order you got them, but there's only going to be 10 of these ever. I'm not autographing another hat like this. This is going to be it. Uh, you know, the reason I did this is I wanted to start with a batch of hats, but I needed to see how they were going to look. I wanted to make sure that the logo was going to embroider correctly. So I, own, I, I ordered 12. I'm wearing one. I'm keeping one as a backup, and I'm selling the first 10. And I want to say to all of you out there, thank you. Thank you for ordering these initial hats. These, these are going to be history, guys. This is history. This is going to be a part of the Matlock show. I'm telling you, this thing's going to get big. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, but it, it, it's a part of this deal that I'm so proud of, for one, that you guys and gals will go out there and buy a hat. Thank you so very much. Got one left. Um, as of recording this show this morning, um, I just put it up on Twitter. When that goes, I'm going to pull uh, the inventory down because I only have 10. Uh, I'm heading to my hat uh, lady this afternoon. I'm going to order more. But these initial 10, there'll never be another. There'll never be another like this. So I'm going to get these in the mail today for all of you who ordered yesterday. So you should have them in the next, I don't know, three, four days, probably depending on how far away you are from me because I'm in, in Fort Worth. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them all in the mail today. Uh, of all of the nine that ordered so far overnight. So I appreciate it. Let's get one more sold, and then I'm going to move on because what's going to happen, and I'm just going to tell you this, and, and, and you know, I appreciate this. These hats are going to be $25 regularly. That's what I'm going to charge for them. The first 10, I charge 30 because they're autographed, and there's nothing like them. There won't be, I, and once again, I'm going to tell you right now, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to know this. For those of you who spent the extra $5, there will, I will never autograph another hat like this. This is going to be one of a kind for you first 10. I'm going to, I'm going to number them. You keep them. And I'm going to tell you, I hope these are worth a, I hope they're worth a ton of money someday for you. I really do. I hope your $30 investment in this company, because that's what you're doing here. You're investing in the Matlock show. You're investing in me. And I appreciate that more than you'll ever know. I'm hoping someday that hat will be worth a lot of money for you. That's what I'm really hoping. That's why I'm charging the $30. Uh, that's why I did the initial run. I wanted to make sure they look fantastic. I'll get them in the mail today. I've got one left as of this recording of this podcast. So get over there. If you still want, want if you still want an autograph hat, message me. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, wherever the hell you're at. Send me an email. Doesn't matter. Please message me. And I'll let you know if it's left. Don't don't order. Just you know, let message me because we got one left. All right. So it is the Friday Roundup. It's the Friday Roundup. And what I do on Fridays is I get to everything I couldn't get to throughout the week. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff has happened. And I want to say this as, as, as I come on to air today. Um, be careful in Florida. Please be safe. We've got uh, Hurricane Dorian that is barreling down on Florida. So if you're in Florida, if you're listening to this program and you're in Florida, please, 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 please be safe. Okay. Please take the necessary precautions. Listen to what people are telling you. Make sure you're prepared and ready. Um, I, I'm not a meteorologist. I'm watching this stuff as it's happening. And they're saying this is going to be a cap four by the time it hits Florida. Now I hope and pray. I'm going I'm to tell you right now, my hope is that it turns, that it moves, that it brushes Florida, that it's not a major impact. We're going to find out. But they're saying that come Monday, come Monday, it'll be all right. No, I'm just kidding. Come Monday, it's going to be a Category 4. So be careful. Stay safe. Make sure you and your family are, you know, you have your food and your water stocked and all that stuff. But uh, I want to talk about a story here this morning. That just irritates me because the former Canadian prime minister, she says she's rooting for a direct hit of the hurricane on Mar-a-Lago. I mean, these people, these people are crazy. These people on the left are effing crazy. Former Canadian prime minister Kim Campbell said Thursday that she wished for Hurricane Dorian to make a direct hit on President Trump's Mar-a-Lago club in Florida. These people are sick in the head. I mean, this is crazy, and this is what the left does. This, this is who the Democrats are, my friends. They want, I mean, think about this. She wants a direct hit of a hurricane on Mar-a-Lago. I mean, literally, she's saying, I want people to die. I want, I want property destroyed. I want, pe I, I want things to be ravished. How grotesque is that? I mean, when you, when you look at this on its face, how amazingly disturbed is it that someone com could come out and say, you know what, I want Trump's property destroyed. Because it's Trump. How deranged is that? 
These are the same people that want to take away yours and I's Second Amendment. These are the same people that tell you we're crazy, that we're crazy to have guns, that we're crazy, that we're, we're the ones that have the problem, that we can't contain ourselves, that we need to be the ones that need to be throttled. And then you got this knucklehead, this Prime Minister Kim Campbell saying, you know what, I really hope this hurricane makes a direct hit on Mar-a-Lago and causes the most damage it can. We see this all the time, too. It's amazing, isn't it? The left will sit there and say, oh, we're for you. We're for you. We want to help you. You're the little guy. We're from middle America. We, we appreciate you. You know, we understand you. And then stuff like this happens. And they're like, oh, well, we hope that this big storm kills you. That's what she's saying, right? We hope this big storm kills you. We hope this big storm causes as much damage as possible. Campbell said she saw a silver lining in this potential damage that was caused by the massive storm. She says, I'm rooting for a direct hit on Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Campbell, who served less than five months as Canada's prime minister, following the resignation of Brian Mulroney in 93, faced backlash from the tweet. Many calling it embarrassing and disgusting. It is disgusting. It is disgusting. It says, what happened to the Honorable Kim Campbell? This is the ravings of a very unstable individual. So sad to see what she's become. It says, who is Kim Campbell? She seems like an inhuman person. Hoping people die or get sick or hurt. Former PM Kim Campbell is a senior aide to Justin Trudeau in charge of Supreme Court appointments. She's gone full Westboro Baptist Church cheering for the deaths of Americans. It says, this crazy woman, former PM Kim Campbell, is a senior aide to Justin Trudeau. <laughs> is it any wonder why our justice system is going down the toilet? May God grant her wish to come true upon her family and herself. No, see, now that's another thing. I don't wish that. See, that's the thing you don't do. You don't hit back with hate. I don't want Kim Campbell dead. She's a moron. You know, she's in Canada, so she doesn't have quite the uh, free speech that we have here in America, but she has the ability to be an idiot. She has the right to be a moron. Now, she doubled down, Miss Campbell did, amid the criticism, telling her critics that they needed to get a grip. You're the one saying you want people dead and property destroyed. I mean, you're the one. Get a grip. See, it's always it's always your fault. When you look at, at anybody who comes from the liberal side of the argument, she comes out, she puts on her Twitter for all to see. I don't even know how many people follow her, to be quite honest. We should look here um, and see how many people. Can I, can I find her direct Twitter? Let's see here. Um, no, it's just a screenshot. I would have to look. Um, I don't know how many people follow her. It doesn't matter. I mean, she's she's lost her grip, and but you're, you're supposed to get a grip. It's not her fault. It, it, it's not her fault she's a moron. It's yours. It's your fault. Get a grip. <laughs> she says, as there are in Puerto Rico, sorry you don't get to snark, but Trump's indifference to suffering intolerable, Campbell said to a critic who pointed out real people live and work in and around Mar-a-Lago. We'd also help. We'd also help if he tackled climate change, which is making hurricanes more destructive. See, that's always, it's hurricane season. That's another thing the left wants to launch onto you today. It's hurricane season. You know, this happens every year. There's a chance that hurricanes can come from the ocean. It, this isn't something that climate change has caused. This isn't something that's gotten worse or better. It just is. Trump had nothing to do with it. Your irrational, ridiculous statements of, well, you know, Trump's made it worse and more destructive because he, he doesn't see global warming and climate change like we do. Morons. Absolute utter moron. So say my, my whole point here, please stay safe, Florida. Stay safe. Take the appropriate measures needed. Get your food, your water stocked up. Please be careful. I hope the storm is less than what they're saying it is. Um, we will not know. I'll be back on Tuesday to figure out the damage and what happened. But please, 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 please be safe because Monday is supposed to be that day. All right. Um, I want to head to the next story here. <laughs> I've been holding this off for, oh my goodness, probably a week now, um, NBC News. This is what, it, we are in a culture war, right? I, I mean, it is amazing. Culture swims upstream of news, and we know it. Hollywood, TMZ, uh, The Inquirer, you know, all of the smut, the uh, tabloid stuff that we get. But NBC News came out uh, about a week ago and said, heterosexuality 
is just not working. Huh? <laughs> this was written by Thomas Williams. He's a PhD. I don't know what he's a doctor in. But uh, it says women are increasingly opting out of heterosexuality because it is the bedrock of their global oppression. I, you know, oh, there's so many ways I could go with this. I'm going to try to be on the up and up. It is Friday. I like to have a little fun on Friday. But heterosexuality is not working. How do you think that we populate the planet? You know, biology is biology. No, no matter how much you want to deny science, which the left does a lot and then tells you and I that we deny science, right? But no matter how much you want to deny science, it takes a pole and a hole to recreate a child. I'm not going to go through the birds and the bees, the sperm and the egg and all that. I mean, we're all grownups here. Heterosexuality is just not working. Well, if heterosexuality just doesn't work, we're not going to procreate the species. Now, you can go get, you know, I mean, these women can go get in virtro. Uh, they can have, you know, sperm banks and donors. And I mean, they can have they can have children without men. It, it can happen. I mean, physically. Let, let, me, let me rephrase what I just said. You can have children without men physically. You don't have to have, you know, the, the brown chicken brown cow to happen, right? You, you, can, you can get a, a sperm donor, but you got to have a sperm. You got to have males. You got to have the, the, the male chromosome to go with the female chromosome to make another being. So heterosexual, isn't that, isn't that what heterosexuality is? I mean, isn't that what heterosexuality is? Women are increasingly opting out of heterosexuality because it is the bedrock of their global oppression. Are, are we, I mean, in, this is amazing to me, too. Just in this first sentence alone, there are so many glaring misrepresentations of what is actually happening. So heterosexuality is now a global oppression? Women are, you know, at least in this country. Let, let's talk about America. I can't speak for the world because I don't know everything. Imagine that. I, I, I don't know everything. But in America, women are not oppressed. Women are able to work. Women are able to have children. Women are able to vote. Women are able to drive. They can do whatever the hell they want. How are you oppressed? How do you not have the same rights as I do? You do. You do. And you know it. I mean, women know it. They, you know, and literally, you know, I'm going to tell you what. Women hold the keys to the kingdom. They do. Women have that nice little, yeah, I'm going to be PC today, that uh, men are chasing after their entire lives. And they get to say when, where, and how it happens. Women are the rulers of the world. Prince wrote a song about it. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and motherfucking girls. Your captain with no name speaking And I'm here to rock your world With a tale that will soon be classic About a woman you already know No prostitute she But the mayor of your brain Pussy control Are you ready? All right, that's enough. But you get what I'm talking about here. You, you understand. I mean, come on heterosexuality heterosexuality is not oppressive you like that this morning see i can do that because i'm on a podcast i have no rules here <laughs> and i love fridays but we all know we all know that the women hold the keys to the kingdom now uh nbc goes on and says men need heterosexuality to maintain their societal dominance over women writes Marcy Bianco from the NBC News website. Women, on the other hand, are increasingly realizing not only that they don't need heterosexuality, but that it is often the bedrock of their global oppression. Yeah. Boy, these people tie themselves in knots to figure out how to tell you that you're just scum. And if you're a white and a male, boy, you, you might as well throw this in the ground if you're heterosexual. And once again, I'm going to say this up front. I don't care who you lay down with in bed. I, I don't. The, your, your sexual preference has zero to do with me. But we're watching a barrage of, uh, of idiocy that is being leveled at you and I because we have the audacity to be heterosexual. 
that we have the audacity that, you know, I saw a story, um, what was it, a week or two ago of uh, someone said, well, you know, it's really ridiculous because men will not date transgender women. Uh, men won't date other men. Men like heterosexual men like women. They don't like men. If they liked men, then they would be homosexual. That's a different class of sexuality. But they're like, oh my God, these straight men, these heterosexual men will not give transgender women a chance. It's because they have a penis. It's because they're men. Men don't want to date other men. Heterosexual men don't want to date other men. They want to date women. We like women. We like the way they feel. We like the way they smell. They look. It's just one of those deals. So Miss Bianco lumps together a series of recent news stories from Jeffrey Epstein to Dayton and the El Paso mass shootings to Miley Cyrus's separation and Juliana Huff's declaration that she's not straight, which she says together have laid bare the strictures of any American patriarchy on the edge of a nervous breakdown. What? She says, as the status quo, Heterosexuality is just not working, she explained, uh, before saying just how evil men are and how women are learning to live without them. <sighs> Quote, as a snapshot of 2019 America, these stories present a startling picture. Men continue to coerce, harass, rape, and kill girls and women. Here we go. I mean, this is amazing with me because you've got the left out there. I want to, I want to, Hit on this subject for just a minute. You've got the left out there protecting illegal aliens that are raping, that are killing, that are doing crazy things to American citizens. But yet this Miss Bianco is like, oh, you know, well, men are out there continuing to coerce, harass, rape, and kill girls and women. I mean, this is just over the top. She does that. That's not all, though. She says, and us men, we go to extreme lengths to avoid responsibility for our actions. On the other side of the issue, girls and women are challenging heterosexuality and even absconding from it altogether. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so crazy. So she goes on to say, I mean, this lady's not done. Now, this woman seems like she's slighted. She might be a feminist. Hell, she might be ugly. I don't know. I, I just don't know. But she says heterosexuality offers women all of these things at selling points to their consensual subjection. God. She's using, I mean, can you use five, can you use more $5 words? Can, can you use? She concludes in a painful piece of contorted logic that reveals far more about the writer than it does about society and its institutions. Listen to this. She says, historically, women have been conditioned to believe that heterosexuality is natural, it is, or innate, just as they have been conditioned to believe that their main purpose is to make babies. It is! You're the only one that can. Women are the only ones that can have babies. And she says if they fail to make babies, they fail to do so, they are condemned as not real or bad women, she pronounces. I, I mean, that's, that's the role of the woman. You know, once again, biology here. Men cannot carry a baby. Men don't have a uterus. We don't have ovaries. We, we don't have the ability to nurse. We don't have breasts. We cannot have children. We can't. We, we just provide we just provide the baby making seed here. Boom, ping, ding, ding, and there we go. And the woman gets to carry it. And God bless the women because you know what? I, I, I don't want to be pregnant. You know, I'm a big baby. I, I have a high tolerance for pain, but I can't imagine pushing a grapefruit out the size of a hole that should be a golf ball. I'm sorry. I can't imagine that. I've seen it twice. I have two beautiful children. I have watched my ex-wife have our children. I know how excruciatingly painful it looked. And I was there because I wanted to be there for my kids. And I think it's amazing that women can do that. But this poor woman, she's pissed that no man wants to touch her with a 10-foot pole. Ding, ding. God, this is all like, bell worthy today. Um, <laughs> oh, you've got these hyper, ultra-sensitive feminists coming out here writing these stories about how your sexuality is just not working. And if you're straight, I mean, this is the thing. Once again, do not push your views onto me. And, and I'm going to say this. I've got friends that are homotype sexual, and I don't care. I, I just don't care. I don't care about your sexuality. I don't care if you lay down with another woman or another man. It is none of my business. In my house, I prefer women. I'm a man. I prefer a woman. I prefer a woman's touch, a smell, the way she looks. I mean, it's just natural to me. Doesn't mean it's natural to you. Doesn't mean it's anything other than what it is, right? 
So here we are, and we've got these knuckleheaded. I mean, this is just so amazing to watch the left try to just inundate us with this moronic stuff. And I am done with that. I mean, you know, well, let me let me finish here. She gives a final quote, and, and this is amazing. She says, where men seem to never have to take responsibility for their actions, bull crap, women always must take responsibility for not only their actions, but the actions of men. Absconding from responsibility is the quintessential strategy of the patriarchy. It's how men stay in control and never lose their power. Once again, $5 words. All she's saying is men have control over women. It's bullshit. She says, while men stew in their mess, women are rising, she continues. They are taking back control of their lives and their bodies, and they are questioning the foundation of the patriarchy, the heterosexuality that has kept them blindly subordinate for centuries. Nobody, you know, I'm going to tell you, I, I, yeah, this is so ridiculous. It is such a terrible argument because women can do everything that men can do. There are very powerful women in this country that have high power jobs, that have children. I mean, you are just literally, you're, 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 you're arguing that biology is wrong. That's what you're doing. You're arguing that biology is wrong and you're a moron, but you have the right to say it. But it's this is what's wrong with this country today. There is an all-out assault on what is normal, on what is biological, on what is scientific. But yet if you call out their climate change or their global warming or whatever the hell they're calling it today, you are the one that's a science denier. It's crazy. All right, guys, head over to the matlockshow.com. TheMatlockShow.com, L-O-C-K-E. It's TheMatlockShow.com, like the Ohio State University. They play this weekend. Cannot wait, big Buckeye fan. But TheMatlockShow.com, L-O-C-K-E. Um, hit that Verve link. I have a link on my website. It's down at the bottom of the page. If you scroll that first page, you will see the link for Verb Forever. Now, what they do is they sell CBD oil. CBD oil, CBD cream for your pets. It's amazing. We bought some CBD for our pet, our uh, Samson, our dog, uh, for inflammation, for pain. It's going to be here in the next day or two. It, it's it's taken normal. It's been about four or five days now. It should be here any day. But uh, I ordered it. And today is the 30th of August, okay? Tomorrow, the 31st, is the last day you can use Verve, V-E-R-V-E, five zero fifty to get 50% off your initial purchase. If you're a first-time buyer, you can go over to that link on my page, thematlockshow.com, hit that Verve link, and if you use Verve 5050, you will get 50% off your first purchase. That is amazing. I did it with the, the dog CBD because they do a, a pet line. They, they do creams. They do oils. They've got all kinds of different tinctures. Um, it's in milligrams, not milliliters. It's highly effective and potent. Um, Rocky Stucci was talking to me the other day. He said that uh, Scotty Roberts used it. Scotty Roberts had, uh, I think, his hip surgery replacement or whatnot. He said he took some of this uh, Verve CBD. It's the best stuff he'd ever had. The pain went away because he's in constant pain. He's in a constant state of pain with his age and that hip and whatnot. He said he took that Verve CBD oil, and he said the pain was gone. I mean, if you want to go ask him, it's a fantastic deal. Head over to thematlockshow.com. Click on that Verve Forever link. I am an ambassador for them, so please help me out. If you're looking for CBD oil, if you know somebody looking to buy CBD oil, this is the finest you're going to find on the market. It is really good. It is really good. Send them to my website, thematlockshow.com. Have them click on the Verve Forever link. Use Verve, V-E-R-V-E, -E, 5-0, 50% off your initial purchase through tomorrow. And if you order $100 total worth of supplies, you're going to get free shipping in the continental United States. Head over to thematlockshow.com. Click on that Verve Forever link. Get your CBD oil. Get your cream. Get it for your pets. Whatever you're going to do, do it now. Use Verve 50. Save 50% off your initial order today. All right. Um, as you guys all know, <laughs> here's a funny story that uh, this has been stewing around for about a week and a half. And uh, I, I've meant to get to it. And I just, once again, you know, I only have an hour now. 
I only have an hour podcast now, so I really got to hit on the stuff that's relevant. Um, sometimes, as you guys all know, that you follow me, I get carried away. It takes me 20 minutes to clear my throat. You know, I get down a tangent or a rabbit hole, and the next thing you know, I'm running out of time kind of stuff. I did, you know, and that, and that happens. Uh, my show is loosely scripted. I mean, I know what I want to talk about. I have a guideline. I have a uh, outline that I go by that I want to talk about and make notes. I mean, you should see it. It's like a, a battle happens. So I print out my articles. Um, I underline some key things that I want to make sure I hit on. I... I mark it up. I do some markups in the ledgers and in the margins. And before you know, it looks like a war zone. And I've got all these ideas on this page and I know where I want to go, right? So when I start going down that path, it leads me to all other places. And I do this kind of freestyle because I know what I want to hit on, but then something clicks in my brain and away we go and we start talking about it. And that's what I think makes the show good, right? So anyway, I've gotten carried away over the last week and a half and I've kept missing this article, but I want to talk about it today. Headline is, and this is from Judy Kurtz, F-bombs away. Why lawmakers are cursing now more than ever. Now, I want to ask you a question. Are you put off if someone curses? And more importantly, are you put off if a politician curses? I mean, does that bother you? That someone might say, I don't know, ass or shit whole country or the F-bomb. I try not to use the F-word. You heard Prince do it, but that, that wasn't me. Um, I don't censor it because I'm not FCC. But there were two rules over at Mojo Five O, and, and I agree with them. No GD and no F-word. I mean, I can find other words to use the nose. But I don't have a problem. See, here's the thing with me. I think the people who, who curse are the most genuine, honest people. Seriously, I curse. My wife hates it. And, and, and sometimes it's not a great thing that I do, but I'll tell you, I'm honest. And, and I curse. I, I do. And, and I curse like a sailor off of this off of this podcast. I have a little switch in there that I turn on when I start talking that says, do not say these words, do not say that word. When I start, you know, all that stuff. People are like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just It just happens. The way my brain works, I go in there and I tell my brain, don't say this. And then I don't say it, right? But I do curse. When I'm off this air, I am the most honest, genuine person you're going to know. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, to probably my detriment, exactly how I feel about you. And that drives my wife's nuts, too. She's like, there's some things you should not just say. You should just not say them. I'm like, you know what, though? People know where they stand. And, he, and my good friends, they know it. I was just talking to my I was just talking to my best friend last night. Loved the guy like a brother. Grew up with him. Him and I were having a conversation. Some stuff has happened in my life that uh, I got a chuckle about, and I was talking to him about it. And uh, we were discussing it. And, uh, you know, he's like my brother. And it, it's amazing because there's things that, you know, I can say to him, I can't say to anybody else, and he gets it. But I am a straightforward, you know, what you see is what you get kind of guy. I don't mix my words. You know exactly where you stand with me. You know exactly where I stand with you. And I can call him. I can call him on a Tuesday night at 2 in the morning. He would pick up the phone, and I would say, bring a shovel. He'd be there in an hour. And that's who I am. I mean, I'm the one of the most genuine people. If he called me in the middle of the night and said, Matt, I need you on an airplane tomorrow. I need you in Indiana. I would be there tomorrow. I wouldn't ask a question as to why. So I believe people who curse are some of the most genuine people I know. But this, this article, it starts, it says, for lawmakers and political candidates, 2019 could be the year of not giving an F about cursing. Profanity once considered a major no-no among those seeking public office, is no longer an earth-shattering political snafu. And according to new research, this year could be on track to see members of Congress swearing up a storm more than ever before. Now, do you think they're honest? I mean, th this is a question I want to ask about this article. Do you think these politicians are honest, or do you think they're using swear words just as an effect? Because there's things I do on this show just to sensationalize, to get an effect, to get a rise, to get you to pay attention, to get you to notice. I mean, I have certain little cues and things that I do that I want to do to get your attention. I don't do them very often, but I can sensationalize things. I can curse. I can make things. You know, I can do the things that I want to do. Do you think that these politicians are using this because they're trying to attract your attention? That's what I think. I mean, as a politician, I'm going to tell you, as someone who is supposed to represent me, I want you to be honest. 
That, that I know that's that's hard. I know that's hard to understand because most politicians are far from honest. They just are. They're just far from honest. They're 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 reprobates. You know, they're 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 snake oil salesmen. So when you curse, it comes across as very fake. Now, mind you, if I'm watching a politician get fired up, if I'm watching a politician talk from his or her heart and they curse, I'm like, oh yeah, look at them. They're into this. You know, now we're seeing that more of these candidates feel like they can curse. And I was saying this to, oh, probably a couple of months ago. I said, you know, before long, you're going to see the F word on national television at eight, nine o'clock at night in these alphabet, you know, networks, you're going to get the F word at some point. It's just, it, it, that's where we're heading. So in an, in an analysis conducted exclusively for ITK, um, a government relations software company found that the frequency of lawmakers using words that might make one's grandmother blush has increased steadily since 2014. Now, the funny thing about all this, I want you to listen to this next paragraph because this is really why I started talking about this story today. It says President Trump and several of the candidates seeking to replace him, including Senators Bernie Sanders and Cory Booker, have used impassioned swear words to make their points recently. Okay, so we're setting it up here. So they're saying that Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, and President Trump have all used swear words to make their points. So Sanders responded to a debate comment about Medicare for All last month by saying he wrote the damn bill. It, <laughs> the damn, damn is a swear word? I, I, you know, I, I giggled at that because that that's pretty, uh, let, let's just say that's pretty light. And Trump used the word hell at least a half a dozen times at a Thursday night rally. So the words that they're coming out with are hell and damn. Now, mind you, both words are used every day. People say damn. People say hell. I don't care. Do you consider those swear words? I mean, it's not the F word. It, it, it's not a hole. It's not the, the, the S hole. It, it's not any of those words. It's not GD. It's damn and hell. I mean, this is crazy. So the data shows that obscene language now includes the word shit in the F word and has, used, and has been used at an all-time high by politicians with 1,225 instances on Twitter so far this year. So far this year. The research, uh, so the, the research Gov Predict CEO Emma, Emil Pitkin says, shows a stark uptick in the overall usage of curse words by, by legislators on Twitter. It wasn't always this way. For the most part, quote, Ben Bergen, a professor of cognitive science at University of California, for the most part, with a few exceptions, candidates have avoided being recorded swearing, he says, author of the What the F, What Swearing Reveals About Our Language, Our Brains, and Ourselves. A 2012 Forbes opinion piece asked readers, what can a when can a politician use profanity, if ever? Now, I think it's Crazy, And the reason they brought this whole story up, and I don't know if you remember or not, but uh, earlier this month, uh, talking to a reporter, uh, Francis O'Rourke, a 2020 White House hopeful, dropped an F-bomb while expressing his frustration with the media. After being asked by a reporter about what Trump could do in response to a mass shooting in El Paso, Francis said he's been calling Mexican immigrants rapists and criminals, member of the press, what the F. See, they're trying to work this into the lexicon because you've got the immature, out-of-their-league liberals trying to sensationalize. I mean, why do you think Francis used the F-bomb? He wanted to sensationalize. You know, he's mired down in 29,000th place on the Democrat chart. I mean, he's down at the bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel. He needs to do something that sets himself apart. So what do you do? You go out there and you do something that people remember. So you say the F word. I mean, it's petty. It, it, it's a petty way to get attention. So Booker. You know, talking about gun control, he says we are not going to give thousands. We're not going to give thoughts and prayers, which to me is just bullshit. 
I'm sorry to say that as a man of faith, but I was taught that faith without works is dead. In early August, Rep. Maxine Waters urged Americans to call on their representatives to ban assault weapons, writing on Twitter, demand the members of Congress get rid of all assault weapons or kick our ass out of Congress. So now it's ass. Now it's ass and bullshit and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where it's so astroturf. It's fake. It, it, it's done. Once again, I'm going to tell you, and I know this for a fact because I do it occasionally. I use curse words for reaction. And you do it, you know, a good radio host will do it in a point where it draws your attention into the point I'm trying to make, right? It, it laser focuses you because your brain says, oh, wait a minute. That's not normal. <gasps> he cursed. Oh, my God. He called that a shithole country. See, Trump did that. And what did he want you to do? He wanted you to focus. He wanted you to focus on what he was saying. And good orators, people who have a mastery of the English language, use it. The people who want attention... They just throw it out there. You know, and the, and the thing is, it, it's it's funny because there's a lot of things in the English language. I have a degree in communications with a minor in English, and I laugh about the fact that people say, oh, that's a cuss word. Since when? Who gets to decide? Who gets to decide what's wrong? I mean, I say, I say shit all the time. I, you know, I don't give a shit. I got to go take a shit. You know, that kind of stuff. That's probably one of my go-to words. Or damn. I say that. You know, I don't, I don't look at those words as anything other than what they are. In my brain, it says, you know what? That's poop. Or I don't care. You know, that's that's what I do. But when you're throwing on the F word and the GD and the MFers, you know, we got to get that MFer impeached. Miss Tlaib. Then we're walking down a different path. See, I don't, I say the F word every now and then probably too much it, and it just like it just slips out but i have no problem with people cursing i don't know about you i don't have any problem with people cursing what i do have a problem with is people who are um fake trying to get a rise out of you because they cursed now this pitkin says that as a growing number of elected officials break social norms, we are not likely to see a tempering of open-mindedness and self-expression by the way of usage of foul language. Now, some critics of the, of the boost in blasphemous words point to the president as the source of the current course political tone. See, it's President Trump's fault. T-D-S, Trump derangement syndrome, because he's a profanity president. Trump said bullshit multiple times at, at, at one of his rallies. He has infamously referred to shithole countries. So it's okay now for the left to use curse words too because Donald Trump said shit. It's amazing how these idiots get their guidelines, but that's all they're doing. They're just run Once again, this, this is one of those deals where they're trying to get your attention. So what do they do? They go out there and they curse. It's juvenile. I'd love to hear your opinion. You can find me over on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at Real Matt Lock is how you can find me there. Um, you can find me on Facebook, the Cartel Matt and the Conservative. Or, I'm sorry, the Cartel Matt and the Matt Lock Show. So head over to Facebook and do that. Um, amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears here. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. CombatFlipFlops.com. I got the Zero Rise Flopperators. Love them. Actually, I have the I have the flopperators and the zero rise, and I love them both. I'm gonna tell you, I have never worn a more comfortable flip flop, and I'm a flip flop guy. I really am. I wear flip flops down here in the DFW area because it, you know, it, it, the climate's moderate down here. It's not really cold. I wear flip flops probably 10, 11 months out of the year. Love flip flops. I'm normally in golf shorts and flip flops. Got my baseball hat on, the Matlock Show. And I have my combat flip-flops, and I love it. I was on Facebook last night, and I was watching Griff, one of the owners, uh, talk about you know what they've done, how they've built it, what's going on. They're high. I mean, these things are manufactured very well. They will hold up for. And I'm going to tell you, the amazing thing is, if they ever break, if there's ever any defect in workmanship, you can send them back. They'll replace them. I have never seen such a thing. If you head over to combatflipflops.com and use lock two five. That's L-O-C-K-E, 2-5. You can get 25% off like I did. 
They sell flip-flops, they sell merchandise, they sell jewelry, they sell smogs. And what they do is they help fund Afghanistan women. They help educate them. They believe that education will help stop war. So their motto is bad for running, worse for fighting. But they take a little bit of that money that you pay for that fantastic product and they help educate Afghanistan women. They help educate those women so that they can help reduce fighting in those countries over there. Head to combatflipflops.com. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E-25. Get your flip-flops, shirt, merchandise, bracelet, shemag, whatever it is today. Combatflipflops.com. Use LOCK25. All right. Facebook. Let's talk about social media. Um, I'm dealing with some social media stuff right now. Um, you know... When, I, when I'm going out on my own here, leaving Mojo 5.0, um, one of the biggest things I always talked about there, it, we needed to market. You, you need to market yourself. You got to find ways to get in front of more people so you can have a bigger audience. So then at that point, you know, when you have a bigger audience, you can go and talk to advertisers and you can sell advertising because you have a built-in uh, fan base. You have people who are listening. And, uh, you know, I'm really struggling today trying to figure out where to put my marketing dollars because it used to be you marketed on social media. It used to be that you could go over there, and I, I could tell you uh, a, a great story here. A friend of mine uh, runs a business, used Facebook, and spent lots of money on Facebook, but was getting a 20 to 1 return on their investment. So for every dollar they put into Facebook marketing, they were getting $20 back. I would do that all day long and twice on Sunday. If I could put a dollar in and get $20 back, I would do it all day long. And that went on for about a year, year and a half. And then Facebook approached them and said, um, yeah, well, um, rates are going to go up. And that's normal in business. I mean, that is normal as a platform grows, as Facebook, you know, was, was dealing with their ad platform, you know, they're getting in front of more people. It's more valuable. Once again, it's just like my show. Like right now I'm in front of about, oh, 1500 people a day, roughly. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good and growing every day. Thank you so much for that. But I could go to an advertiser and say, you know what? I'm getting in front of, uh, what is that? 7,500 people a week. Okay. And, you know, for that 7,500 people, I will charge you, let's just say $100 a week for getting in front of those 7,500 people. Right. So that goes well for, let's say, three or four weeks. Uh, the return on investment is good because for every hundred dollars they're spending with me a week, they're making, uh, $700. Okay. So it's a one to seven deal. Well, now my platform, the Matlock show goes from 1500 listeners a day to let's say 3000 doubles. So now I have a platform that is returning for the hundred dollars. Now it isn't 700, it's $1,400 for every hundred dollars spent right? Now you go to the company and say, look, my platform has grown. It has doubled. Your return on investment has doubled. I would like to raise your rates because now I'm getting you in front of more people. That is business. So now instead, you know, it was one to seven before, now it's one to 14. Now you go up to $200 a week and now it's back to that one to seven again. And you continue on down that road as you grow. That's what Facebook does. There's nothing wrong with business and Facebook. I don't have a problem with that. But my friend, you know, he's getting a 1 to 20 return. Great return on your money. And conservatives know how to use Facebook marketing, right? So Facebook comes up and says, no, no, no. Now, now for every dollar, no, now it's going to be $5. You know, and, and, and they're thinking, okay, for every $5 I put in, I still get 20. We're good to go. But then... What started happening was censoring. So now this company spending $5, now they're not getting $20 for every five. Now they're getting 10. So now for every $5, they're getting a $10 return. Still good. Two to one investment, right? For every five bucks you put in, you're getting 10 bucks back. Still a good deal. Don't care who you are. If someone came to me today and said, Matt Locke, if you give me five bucks, I will give you 10. I do it all day long. Here you go. I wouldn't even think twice about it because you're doubling your money every day. Well, another 
I don't know, six months, eight months goes by. Facebook comes back to him and says, um, you know, we're growing again. Blah, 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 blah. Now, instead of five bucks, it's eight dollars. Now they're like, wait a minute. Okay, now we're $5 for every 10. Now we're $8 to get 10. It's still okay because we're still making money, but our margin is really sinking. And then what happened was instead of for every $8 getting 10, for every $8 they were spending, they were getting eight. They were getting one to one. Now you look at that and you say to yourself, okay, we have to do something different. That's what Facebook has done. And I want to tell you what's going on over at Facebook because Facebook is hiring corporate media veterans to manually curate news tabs. And what that means is, is they're going to monitor them. Facebook recently spoke to Axios, revealing a number of plans to promote news outlets on its platform, including the creation of a news tab featuring outlets handpicked by Facebook, changing how millions of people receive their news. Do you think conservative news outlets are going to get a fair shake? Do you think a Breitbart, a Fox News, an OAN, a Daily Wire, a Big League Politics, a uh, what, what are some of the other ones I go to? Um, the Daily Caller, uh, the Western Journal, um, the Gateway Pundit. You think they're going to get a fair shake on the news tap? Do you think they're going to be included in this? Hell no. Axios reports that social media giant Facebook has new plans aimed at helping handpick news outlets on its platform and will be hiring a number of seasoned journalists to curate a planned news tab feature. The news tab is reportedly an effort by Facebook to restore some credibility to the site's news feed, which it believes has become inundated with fake news and clickbait. No, 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 no. Let's let's tell the truth, Hamburglar. You're mad. Because this is the deal. Conservatives find ways to get their message out on Facebook, and Facebook hates it. They hate the fact that conservatives are smarter than they are. They hate it. What are they going to do? This is another censoring tool by a social media, and that wraps right back around to what I was telling you. I am struggling with where to put my marketing dollar. I don't want to put it in Facebook. They're just going to censor me. They're going to take my money, and I'm not going to get any return on investment. When they take my money, where does that money go? To the liberal cause. I can't do it on Twitter. You don't want to do it on Instagram. So where do you really put your money? That is the million-dollar question that I grapple with every single day because I need more people to find the Matlock Show. That's how you do it. This is a business. I work for a profit. I work for money. I don't do this for free. And you all know my backstory. I'm a recruiter by trade. I have a job outside of this. I have to. I have to pay my bills. The radio does not pay the bills. And over at Mojo, we weren't paying the bills. Hence the reason I left. You got to make money at some point. You just can't sit and do things for free. You just can't sit there and do things for free. And I was working. 12, 13, 14 hours a day trying to make it work and you have an uphill battle of how you market market your product. And that's what I face today. And now Facebook is making it harder than ever. Social media, Twitter. You know, I'm sitting there and I was talking to uh, Chad Prather, good friend of mine. You know, if you, if you can find him on Facebook, Political Cowboy, Chad Prather, go to watchchad.com. He's a great dude. Him and I were having a conversation the other day. I said, dude, how are you marketing? What are you doing to get your name out there? Where are you putting your name? How are you doing? He's over on The Blaze. He does a podcast. It's like number 35th in the world. It's fantastic. The guy's amazing. If you get a chance, head over to watchchad.com. Watchchad.com. Love the guy. Lives right here and right down the road from me. We talk frequently, and, and, and I, I, I consider him a mentor. But, you know, him and I had a conversation. Oh, hell, this is a couple years ago now. And, you know, he said to me, you know, I came into Facebook before all the goofiness happened. You know, because it used to be, if you look at Diamond and Silk, and you look at Chad Prather, and you look at Right Wing News, we know John Hawkins very well. I know John really well. Those pages grew to millions of followers before Facebook started cracking down. I was just saying the other day, my Facebook page, the Cartel Matt, which used to be the conservative cartel, which used to be the Matt Locke show. 
I have had that Facebook page and have promoted it, have spent money on it, have done all kinds of things. We're at 10,150 followers. And I told you yesterday, every single damn day, I gain five followers, then I lose five overnight. I gain six followers, I lose six overnight. I gain three followers, lose five overnight. Gain six followers, lose four overnight. It is amazing. Facebook is actively censoring me. So Chad and I have these conversations all of the time. Where are you marketing? How do you get your name out there? Who is finding out? And I'm, I'm going I'm to be very serious with you guys. For those of you who are listening, please share. Please share the show. It's the only way we can grow. It is the only way I can grow is if you share it because you go outside of that um, algorithm because Facebook writes those algorithms. And now what are they doing? They're curating a news tab. And what are they going to do? I mean, think about the outlets are going to be on there. CNN, MSLSD, ABC. Yeah. It says uh, Facebook plans to personalize the news tab, meaning it will require a vast amount of content on a wide range of topics for users. The new venture is reportedly part of a personal project by Facebook CEO Mark Hamburglar to improve the company's relationship with publishers, which has previously accused social media of destroying their business models and stealing content. No, no, we make the content now. That's the crazy thing. We're out there making the content. We're out there. We're citizen journalists. That's what they hate. I mean, this is. I'll tell you what this is all about. This is about the big news outlets mad because we're making the news. We're now citizen journalists. We now have cameras on our phones. We have Twitter. We have Facebook, Parler, MeWe, Gab. You name the social media platform. We are able to deliver the news instantaneously, and that is driving these news outlets, these journalists, and I'm using air quotes for those of you who are listening to the podcast, which you all are because there's no video. Sorry, I'm using air quotes. Um, we're driving the journalists out of business. You know, we never used to have a way to combat the fake news. And Trump, President Trump has just beat the hell out of them because that's what it is. We are holding to account the fake news media and they're pissed. So what are they doing? They're teaming up with their buddies over at social media who are all liberal leftist pukes out in Silicon Valley. And they're saying, let's run these people out of business. You know, I saw the other day on Twitter, this is what cracks me up. I've been doing a national radio show. I want you to understand this. And you all know, I've been doing a national radio show for the past two years, two years. You can go to the matlockshow.com. You can find me on social media. You can see I've filled out verifications for Facebook, for Twitter, for everything, and I cannot get verified. And I'm not the only one, mind you. I was on Twitter the other day. Liz, Liz, uh, what's what's Liz? Liz OAN, the uh, pretty blonde blonde girl. Liz, uh, I cannot think of her uh, damn last name to to save the life of me. But anyway, she's on OAN, One American News Network, right? Has tens of thousands of followers on Twitter. Can't get verified. I mean, she has a national television show. She has a national television show that you can tune into every night to listen to her talk. You know who she is. You, you know what she stands for. And because she's a conservative, she cannot get verified. And that's what social media does. I mean, look at me. I sent them all kinds of uh, you know, records, my business records, my phone number, my address, my websites. You know, here I am. I do a national radio show. Getting ready to do a national television show. Fill in on terrestrial radio stations. I am me. Won't verify me. Why? Because I'm a conservative. Because my views don't line up with their views. That's that's the bottom line. If you don't think the way they think, if you don't fall in line to what they say, they're going to make this news tab, Facebook, and they're going to exclude you. They're going to stamp you out. They're going to do other things. So that's why you should run over to Parler. That's why you should run over to MeWe. That's why you should run over to Gab and get off Twitter and Facebook. I use them because they're free right now. But there's going to come a time. I'm going to tell you, mark my words today, there's going to come a time where they're going to start charging you for that. They will start charging you for that. There will be a time. It is coming. It, it, it's not far around the corner. They're doing these news tabs now. They're trying to shut your voice down. We're coming into 2020. Do you think there's any connection here with 2020, President Trump and everything else? Yes, there is. It, it's amazing, but here we are. All right, guys, make sure we've got one hat left. As of this production, we have one 
the Matlock Show hat left that I will autograph. Email me, thematlockshow at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, Parlor, Facebook, whatever. Send me a message, making sure it's still there. I want to get I want to get this last hat sold. So I need you to get over there and do that. Thematlockshow.com. Have a great weekend. No show on Monday. Have a happy Labor Day. Please be safe down there in Florida. The hurricane is coming. Take the appropriate measures. Please, please, please. I'm filling in for Casey Hendrickson all next week, 95.3 MNC. Make sure you catch that. But for today, have a great weekend. Remember, everybody deployed. The Matlock Show is out. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. With the Quicksilver card from Capital One, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase. Unlimited? Unlimited? Unlimited! 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 Any way you say it, earning unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase just sounds good. Capital One, what's in your wallet? What's in your wallet? What's in your wallet? Capital One Bank USA N.A.